0: What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on a hump day in Richmond, Virginia. It's Wednesday, September 13th. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, available around the country on the Odyssey app, downloaded today for free. And just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. It gives you the ability to pause the show, run some errands, rewind, and then pick up right where you left off. And we've got... A new show here at Odyssey Richmond, 910 The Fan. MP on the mic is Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. and. Uh, I love having another local host here, and it gives me the ability to do some crosstalk. What's going on, Michael? Crosstalk.
1: Let's do it. We bridged the gap so nicely, too. The Junkies were great this morning. They had Mike Rizzo on. Good show. You always put on a great show. Thank you. you every time you come up with a new idea, it's like, dang, I should think of some good ideas. <laughs> then I sit there for five minutes. I'm like, ah, I don't have any good ideas. I'm going to play video games. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, you brought up something funny with, uh, your, on your show when you were saying how when you used to fill in for Wes, it was the middle of the summer. Well, now that you're on the air, it's football season, which means we can talk some ball. Let's go. Let's talk some ball. So first, let's start with the Washington Commanders. Uh, What do you make of this matchup against the Denver Broncos?
1: I'm talking myself into it. I really like it. Denver's pass rush did not get home last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I mean, what's what's the one thing you want for this offense? You want a little more time for Sam Howell. You want Sam Howell to pull his head out of his butt and throw it away from time (laughs) to time. That's your number one wish. If you can't get that, what's the next best thing? A little bit of time for Sam Howell. Uh, I think they're going to have that luxury this weekend. Defensively, I just I, I love this defense. I do.
0: I, I think that I think it was really really good last week. I don't think they're going anywhere. So you like it because of the offense for the Commanders being able to score against the Broncos. I like it because with Denver, I didn't see much change in their offense. We were all talking all offseason about Sean Payton's going to make a big difference. He's yeah. a quarterback whisper. Well, Russell threw for. Five yards per pass. Five yards. He's checked down Charlie now. I think there's a tremendous amount
1: of pressure on the Denver Broncos this week. You got two home games to start the year, the Raiders and the Commanders. You have to come out of that with a win. If you don't come out of that with a win, I mean, look, these are these are two guys, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson controversy follows them around. Like, you know, Mike Florio headlines follow these guys mm-hmm. around. Sometimes that's their fault. Sometimes that's not their fault. But if they go 0-2 with two winnable home games out of the gate where they're favored, I, it's not going to go well. This thing could disintegrate pretty quickly.
0: All right, so we're going to do a bit here for the NFL season. Let me hear that NFL music, Christopher. Uh, we both work in media. We both hope that neither of us ever get canceled anytime.
1: <laughs> but Don't we are canceled. going to
0: cancel one NFL team Every single week on AWOD Radio throughout the 18 weeks of the NFL season. Here's the bit. Here's how it works. You can play along if you're listening. If you cancel a team, that simply means you believe they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Not making it into the postseason. Not winning a playoff game or representing the AFC. You think they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Each week on Wednesday, we will look back at the weekend of NFL football. And each of us will cancel a team based off of the performance that we saw. Each week, one franchise will be canceled. Turn in your pads and your helmets. You're done for this season. Like I said, a canceled franchise means either Michael or myself believe they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl. And when we cancel a team, you will hear this sound.
2: You're fired.
0: (laughs) Ah, I've heard that before. I've heard that somewhere. It's a good thing. He ended up being president. How did that happen? Maybe
1: maybe you'll end up being president. (laughs) I know,
0: right? All right, so... Michael, I will let you get started uh, by canceling a team. But first, let's look back at some of the most disappointing performances. Yeah. And the first one that I point to is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I mean, we had a caller that called in, predicted them to win, sure. pull off the upset. A lot of people said, oh, "Brock Purdy won't be fully healthy." Thirty to seven, your final score. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, and the Niners are
1: good too. But that's embarrassing at home when you're when you're hyping yourself up all offseason. Yeah,
0: another performance that I was shocked by was the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Yeah. Are you worried about the Hawks now? I love Sean McVay. I don't know. I'm just, I g- give me some Sean McVay Kool-Aid. Like yep. I, I, enough. So that I'm excusing the loss. They just <laughs> lost to a wily crafty Sean <laughs> McVay. What can, what can you do you about it? Boys? It came down
0: to the coaching matchup. <laughs> I
1: yeah. I just love me some Sean McVay. Dude, dude's got like, he's a MacGyver. He's got like three paper clips and a roll of duct tape, and he went up there and beat the Seattle Seahawks with
0: yep. it. Yep. And then the Buffalo bills, uh, Aaron Rodgers goes out after 75 seconds. Everyone's thinking, Bills are going to win this game. I was sitting with a friend who put 50 bucks money line on the Bills because he said, no, Rodgers, you got to take the bet.
1: It's like the people in the bar in, uh,
0: in, oh, yeah. in Green Bay. You that, know what? I pulled that audio. We didn't get to it yesterday. Yeah. So in case you're listening, in Wisconsin, they had a bar that said, as long as Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose, all of your drinks are paid for. Everyone spent a ton of money, racked up a crazy bill, and then the Bills lost to the Jets in overtime, and they all had to pay.
1: I, I, would, have, I would have gone top shelf all night. I would have, I would have been doing the nicest tequilas there. Absolutely. I, I, I would have owed so much money at the end of that night. would have been so salty. The
0: live shot on TV is so funny because the people in the background are all realizing it. They went to the live shot as soon as the uh, touchdown happened on yes. the punt return. And these people are like, Looking down at their drinks, they're uh, like, I don't even want to finish this $18 cocktail. Why did I order it? <laughs> oh, man. All right, phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833 804 Who would be the one team that you would cancel after week one of the NFL season? So we've
1: gone through a few of the games, Michael. I'm not canceling them, but you got to put the Vikings on that board. No, you're ba- right. Baker Mayfield punks you on, yeah. on, on your home turf week one. You're you're yapping about Super
0: Bowls. Yep, that's not good. No, no, it's not. So remember, once you cancel this team, you believe they cannot win the Super Bowl no matter what. All right, Michael, take it away. I,
1: you know what? I'm a huge believer. You don't overreact to Week One, no matter how good it gets, no matter how bad it gets. But I'm also a huge believer, Adam, that the New York Giants are fraudulent. Oh my goodness, fraudulent! Oh my goodness, fraudulent! I'm canceling the New York Giants. Forty to nothing at home, Giants. You fired. You are fired. The, wow. The New York Giants are. Ca- so we'll you have, don't think the Giants can turn it around? They might win nine games. They might sneak into the wild card. They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Not with Daniel Jones. Not with that roster. I look. I'll cancel the Cardinals. We'll get to that. We got. <laughs> we got. To, you're on notice. You're not fired, but you're on notice. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. Russell Wilson. You're on notice. A lot of teams on notice right now. But, but what I saw, that's they,
0: they could make the playoffs.
1: But they're not winning
0: the Super Bowl. Not with that roster. I like that pick. Michael Let's go. Phillips cancels the New York Giants. All right, I'm on the spot here. And if you've been listening to the show, you know I am not a fan of rookie quarterbacks in the National Football League. Ooh. I'm not a fan of rookies. I did not believe in C.J. Stroud. I knew not to pick Will Levis. <laughs> I mean, just I just knew. And then Anthony Richardson, he's an athletic freak. I don't know that he's going to have that long of a career in the NFL. But the guy I know I can cancel after week one with two interceptions, two sacks, a fumble, and just 10 points on offense looked terrible. Looked like a child. I am canceling the Carolina Panthers i fired I'm canceling the Panthers. I know Zach's going to hate me for this pick. That's his squad. But Bryce Young showed me nothing coming into this season. I knew that the Panthers were going to be terrible. They traded everyone over the last few years. They don't have any of the stars that they used to have. They have a bunch of no names on offense. Hayden Hurst led them in receptions. I didn't know he was still in the
3: league.
1: That's a sneaky Dan Snyder situation brewing there. That that new owner, that Tepper, yeah. he's a billionaire who is, like, firing somebody every 12 minutes. Like, we're going to need a Tepper clip instead of a Trump clip here after a while. <laughs> that, he is giving me mega Dan Snyder vibes down there, whining, whining about his his stadium already, even though he's got a nice downtown stadium. Um, I'm, I love the cancel there. Great pick. I might
0: be out on the whole organization top de- <laughs> top down right now. Yeah, no, I've been to a Panthers game before. I've been to that stadium. I'd rather go back and watch soccer there because yeah. their NFL team does not win.
1: Lovely place, nice little downtown. Yeah. Get yeah. some get some drinks before and after the game. I li- I like the setup. Yep. I don't like watching that football team though.
0: Carolina Panthers? Let me hear it one more time. You're fired. Yep. You're done. Every single week, we're going to cancel a team. If a team that we have not canceled advances to the playoffs and wins the Super Bowl, that's how we know who wins this year between me and Michael Phillips. Can we continue this into the playoffs if we need to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, 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 good Until we get down to, like, two teams, (laughs) you know what I mean? And it's 49ers against Chiefs.
1: You'll have to cancel one of the Super Bowl teams. Right, yeah. What if you've already canceled a team in the Super Bowl going into the Super Bowl? Well, then you just lose. (laughs) You're just a loser.
0: You might as well cancel yourself at that point. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Thanks to Michael Phillips for stopping by for a little crosstalk. You can hear him tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. It's Chris Russell, the rooster, from the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio 910, The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, we'll turn the page from Week One to Week Two. Look at the best matchups around the NFL with Benjamin Brown at 2:30. Drive down Richmond Highway with the Czar Gary Hess at 2:15, and we'll catch up with Bill Roth on the Cowan Gates Hokies update at 1:30. But it is 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, which means it's time for the Richmond Commander.
2: It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander.
0: All right, it's time to take our first look at Commanders at Broncos. Right now, you can see the spread is in favor of the Denver Broncos. It's Washington plus three and a half, or Denver minus three and a half. Washington at plus one fifty on the money line. Denver minus one eighty. The over/under is set at thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. My math. If my math is correct, Christopher, thirty-eight divided by two is nineteen. Right? I got yeah, that wrong I'll last week. I'll give you that. Week. You got it. You got All it. All right. So 19 points per game was what Washington scored last year. Last week, they got 20. So if they can get a little more than that, I think they could be successful against the Denver Broncos. Here are the betting trends. I usually stay away from these, but I think they're kind of interesting. So the Broncos are 0-1 against the spread this season. They were favored in that Vegas Raiders game and lost. The Commanders are 0-1 against the spread this season because they were picked to win by 4.5 points and only won by 4 against the Commanders. The under is 1-0 in Broncos games this season. It was 17-16 final. The under for the Commanders is 1-0 this season as the team only scored 20 points as as a whole. It was 36 points for that game. So over-under sitting at 38. The Broncos are 1-5 against the spread at home as favorite since last season. The injury report right now, I, I said we weren't gonna mention his name, but we have to on the injury report. Chase Young, questionable. I don't believe he will play this Sunday. Quan Martin, the safety rookie for the Commanders, also questionable. Jerry Judy for the Broncos was out week one. He is questionable re- to return week two. Riley Moss, the corner for the Broncos, he was out week one. He's questionable to return week two. Caden Stearns, the safety, has been ruled out, and Greg Dulch, the tight end for the Broncos, has been ruled out. It is a cross country game for the Commanders, but it's not a 1 p.m. cross country game, which is where I would be worried. It is a 4:25 kickoff, 4:25 um, Eastern time, right? Of course, it's at Mile High Stadium, uh, but like we've heard from reporters, teams usually fly in and fly out of Mile High before the altitude can really affect them. Washington 1-0, Denver trying to avoid the 0-2 start to the Sean Payton era. So when you look at the Commanders and their quarterback, Sam Howell, I mean, he really did just just enough to beat the Cardinals. He ran for a touchdown. He threw for a touchdown to brian robinson on a play where he kept the play alive by scrambling to his left throwing with his right hand that's something to keep an eye on this season he was successful when he ran to his left not as much when he ran to his right he completed 61.3 percent of his passes for 202 yards he's gonna need to be better than that against the broncos and i don't know that he needs many more yards you know probably 215 he just can't have the turnovers can't have the interception, and he definitely can't have another fumble, strip sack return for a touchdown. Um, Jahan Dotson was a touchdown machine last season, right? Well, week one, he was targeted seven times, made five grabs for 40 yards. In fact, it was Curtis Samuel that led the commanders in receptions and yards in week one. I need that to be Terry or Jahan Dotson this week. I need Sam Howell to get his receivers involved earlier in this game. And I don't know if it's the play calling from Eric Bieniemy, or if it's Sam Howell getting rid of the ball quicker. You know, Dan Orlovsky of ESPN is going viral on Commander's Twitter right now for a video in which he points out the mistakes in the young quarterback for the Commander Sam Howell. And it's, it's things that we all notice watching the game. Howell's holding onto the ball too long, trying to force it downfield. He wants the home run. It's like he steps up to the plate, and he wants to be Aaron Judge. No, dude. We need you to be Ichiro. Get on base every freaking bat. That's all you need to do. And so you looked at some of these replays. He took six sacks, and four of them are on Sam Howell. Four of them are on Sam Howell. Two of them, he could have avoided the sack, in my opinion, by stepping up in the pocket. Two of them, he could have avoided the sack by throwing to the open man in the check down, in the flat, Or the open tight end too many times Sam Howe was waiting and waiting waiting for things to develop downfield one he doesn't have the offensive line for that and two he is so young and inexperienced that his pocket presence is not good enough for some of these long developing plays and look I got on Scott Turner all last season for the long developing plays. so I've got to be fair play both sides Eric enemy did not call the greatest game week one. He had too many of these long developing plays. What happened to the quick hitters? The quick, p- quick passing attack was supposed to be a big part of the commander's offense. It was going to be RPO, in which Sam Howell was comfortable and ran in college at North Carolina. And it was going to be a lot of quick passes. Darts out of the quarterback's hand for five yards. Move the chains. You know, keep his completion percentage high. They didn't do that. And... I kind of think Eric enemy, and I, I don't blame him for this, he treated Sam Howell like a guy with a lot more experience week one, and maybe he was simply just impressed with the guy from training camp and preseason, and he said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to take the training wheels off week one and see what you can do. I don't know if they should put the training wheels back on Sam Howell, but I do think they should have the game plan More similar to how it looked in the second half than it did in the first half, which was a lot more runs. And I think Sam Howell's going to be a lot more comfortable if he's dealing with third and two rather than dealing with third and ten. Right? You run the ball to Ryan Robinson. You run it again to Robinson. Then you set up the throw. Or you run to Robinson, and you get him a nice play action. I didn't think they used enough play action, and the reason they didn't use enough play action is because they didn't run the ball enough early And often, it was a lot of Sam Howell trying to play superhero, and that's just not going to work for the Commanders, especially not against a solid Broncos defense. Um, Russell Wilson, week one, I mean, it was similar to last season for Wilson. He completed 27 passes. 27 passes for an NFL quarterback should be 270 to 300 yards. It simply should. Most good quarterbacks average 10 yards a throw. The Raiders defeated the Broncos. Garoppolo threw for 10.9 yards per pass. Russell Wilson, 5.5. Just 177 yards, despite completing 27 passes. The offense didn't make any noise. It was the Cortland Sutton show, and that was about it. He's one of the few proven playmakers on that Devin Denver roster. I'm not scared of Samaj AP Ryan. I'm not scared of the runner other running back, and I'm not scared of Russell Wilson if he's throwing five-yard passes. Russell Wilson was an elite quarterback in Seattle because of his ability to hit the long ball. the Tyler Lockett to Doug Baldwin later in his career was DK Metcalf. I'm not sure that he has that anymore in his game. I think, I think part of it is he's scared to have the big turnover. Part of it might be he doesn't have... The arm strength or accuracy that he had earlier in his career. But also, I don't think he wants to run and extend the play as much as he used to. Maybe his body's breaking down a little bit. He's not as young and spry as he once was. But Russell Wilson used to dance around that backfield and then fire it deep. Now he dances around that backfield and throws it for five yards. And I don't think that's going to be good enough to defeat a commander's defense that is unbelievable at getting after the quarterback and controlling that line of scrimmage. And if Washington can take away Denver's ability to run the ball on first and second down and make it the Russell Wilson show, I think they're going to be very successful. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the New Sports Radio 910, The Fan, now at 105 1 FM. Gotta give a big shout out to Cat Simons and Melissa for. Hooking us up with some great tacos. So Odyssey is having a party today. I don't even know what we're celebrating, Christopher, but they're going hard downstairs. Michael Phillips is eating his face off. He loves working here now. They got tacos, chips, salsa. You already took a bite of it. What you oh, think? Oh, it's
1: good. Really? It's good. Yeah, we got bun cake too. Oh my that, gosh. Yeah.
0: See, now now let me, let me tell you something here. It's a bit on my show. I cannot eat until 3 p.m. I cannot eat and then do the show. I have nightmares and I guess they're daydreaming nightmares now because I can't have them. I will throw up during the show. Something will happen in my stomach. I've, I've thrown up on air before. It was one of my famous bits on the sports junkies, so I promise to never do it again. And so because of that, Christopher, I will be making a taco plate to serve myself at 3 pm. <laughs> okay. I like I don't eat
1: breakfast either, but I, I that's crazy. So that why did, <laughs> did you throw up because you ate something bad?
0: for breakfast on there? Uh, yeah, it's a long story. Okay. I, I shouldn't have had Jack and Coke before oh, 6 a.m., yeah, you know. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, thanks for the food. I'll be eating it at 3 p.m. Uh, so, Christopher, I told you to find um, a sound effect for me about turning the page. Were you able to f- pull that? Like turning a page in a in a notebook? Because I want to officially turn the page on the 2023 NFL season for week one. And look ahead to week two. What you got for me? Decent. Decent sound effect. All right, let's turn the page to week two here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup.
2: Every head coach on the hot seat. The hit stories in the NFL. NFL Hits on a Radio.
0: All right, so we've officially turned the page here on the Week one to week two of the NFL season. Now it's time to look at the slate of games, and it begins Thursday night with the Vikings at the Eagles. Here's how it works. I will give out a one-star, two-star, three-stars for either game or no-stars. If you get no-stars, means I'm not watching. Three-stars opportunity to be the certified game of the week. Every Thursday... I come out with a WOD Certified Game of the Week, guaranteeing you this game to be must-watch TV. I will say, week one, I kind of botched it. I told everyone my Certified Game of the Week was the Bills against the Jets. And I will say this, it was the most-watched Monday Night Football game in the last 10 years, maybe for about the first quarter. And then everybody stopped watching when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. So let's start Thursday night, Vikings at Eagles... That should be a good game. That should be a good game. That's going to be a two-star game. Look, the Vikings did not look good in week one. I'm not canceling the Vikings yet. I still believe in Kirk Cousins and that offense. Um, I just think they're going to struggle at times this year because they never really replaced Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison, I don't know that he's ready to take all of the carries for the Vikings and in their week one loss to... Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Madison only rushed for 34 yards. 11 carries for 34 yards. This is a Vikings team that had a top 7 rusher in Dalvin Cook last year. Over 1,000 yards and they let him walk because they simply didn't want to pay him. That's going to be a struggle this season. I think the Eagles win, but that's a two-star game. It's a decent Thursday night game for sure. uh, Vikings at Eagles. Next up, packers at falcons i mean that's like if you wanted to grade it that's a d of a game i mean packers fans are fired up they started their season one and O. Oh, uh falcons as well so i guess maybe i'm being harsh on this matchup here giving it zero stars when it is a matchup of two undefeated teams but i'm not excited to see T- uh jordan love i'm not excited to see tyler algier i want more carries and more throws to Bijan robinson i think the falcons win this game but that's a no stars i will not be watching packers at falcons uh next Mm -hmm. up here raiders at bills i'm gonna give that a one star game look i think the bills should win but the raiders have some momentum now after the win week one against denver jimmy garoppolo looked decent um look the Bills' season might be cooked if they lose this game. If the Bills are 0-2 to start the season, uh, Stefan Diggs might be asking for a trade. Josh Allen might be just slapping himself to sleep every night. He was so upset with himself for those terrible turnovers week one. Bills should win. Raiders aren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. That's a one-star game. Next up, Ravens at Bengals. Usually I'd give this like a two- or a three-star game. I'm going to give it a one-star. Good game. Both teams did not look sharp. Baltimore got the win against a terrible Houston Texans team. Bengals were shocked. The world was shocked when the Browns defeated Cincinnati in week one. I think Baltimore Baltimore, will get the win week two, and Cincinnati will be in trouble at 0-2 this season. Next up, you have the Seahawks at the Lions. That's going to be a two-star game from AWOD. Zero through three stars. Zero stars I won't watch. Three stars means you're in the running for Certified Game of the Week. This is going to be a two-star game. I think it'll be a lot of fun. You have the Lions here who have a great offense. The Seahawks are desperate to not start the season 0-2. I don't think you got the best from the Seahawks last week. I I definitely think they'll be much better in this 1 o'clock game on Fox. Detroit's hosting this one, and... Let's take a uh, look back at the Seahawks and their loss to the Rams. And Geno Smith threw for just 112 yards. That might be an issue all season long. Geno was spectacular last year, but, you know, that could be an anomaly. It's not like he's been great for his entire career. He was a career backup after he left the Jets and he had to bounce around the teams, found a home in Seattle, had success. I don't know if he's going to have success. This season, I got the Lions winning this two-star game. Chargers at Titans. Look, both teams are desperate for a win. Desperate for a win. I'm not sure that that this will be very entertaining when the Chargers face-off against the Titans this weekend. Look, like I said, you get a matchup of two teams that are 0-1. It's in Nashville, home of the Titans. They're going to be fired up, handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. But who wants to watch a game where one team's going to hand the Rock off 100 times and the other team's just going to pass, pass, pass Justin Herbert all over the place? I'm not sure if this is going to be high-scoring or low-scoring. I'm not that interested in watching. There are a, a four other 1 o'clock games that I've uh, given a better rating, too. That's a no star. Next up, Bears at Bucks. Bears at Bucks. Yep, give me another dong for that one. One o'clock on Fox. Um, the Bucks won their first game with Baker Mayfield. The Bears need a win. Can Baker go 0 in, uh, 2 and 0? No way. I think the Bears win this game, but it's not going to be a good game. Justin Fields, it's not like it's fun to watch. He runs all over the place. He barely complete, completes any passes. He's basically a running back in the backfield. Uh, that loss to the Packers was not a good look for the Bears. I mean, you had Jordan Love's first start of his career. You thought Justin Fields would win that game. Throws for 216 yards, runs for 60, but has a back-breaking interception and took 4 sacks all right continuing here nfl hits we have officially turned the page from week one to week two chiefs at the jags chiefs at the jags still on the one o'clock games i'm in on that one look this is a three-star game this might be my game of the weekend Really, I love this matchup. It should be very high scoring. The Jags looked really good week one. Uh, Travis Etienne Jr., I mean, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones was making catches. Trevor Lawrence throwing it all over the place. And the Chiefs here, after the shocking defeat to the Lions to open up their season, you know they're going to want to put up 40 points on the board. I think this could be a game that maybe you get 70 points combined. Three stars for that game. I'm all in on Chiefs at Jags. Uh Colts at Texans. This is my official snooze fest of the weekend for the 1 o'clock games. It might be the worst game of the weekend. It's a good game if you're into rookie quarterbacks. If you listen to AWOD Radio, you know I am out on rookie QBs. No thanks. Final score will probably be 10-9. Uh, Anthony Richardson will take 100 sacks, throw for 120 yards. C.J. Stroud will have two interceptions. No thanks, I'm out on the snooze fest between the Colts and the Texans. All right, moving over to the 4 o'clock games beginning on Fox. 49ers at the Rams. I hope this is the game they're showing for me on Fox because I'm in on that game. One-star game. Uh, Usually when these two teams play, the teams have bad blood, and you know, it's like a, a war. It's like a it's like a gladiator to battle. 49ers at Rams, two great defenses, always a close game. I'm not sure this I could say the same this year, though. On paper, I think the Niners should blow them out. But the Rams somehow got a win over the Seahawks week one. So that's why I give this a one-star. I even lean towards giving this, this a two-store game two-star game because of the history between these two teams, but definitely give it a ding um giants at cardinals 405 game i might pick the giants to win and cover the spread but this is a zero star game i have no interest in watching the cardinals you know they're gonna be headhunting daniel jones looks like they did against the commanders new coach jonathan gannon wants killers well his team is a bunch of losers i think uh The Giants are much better than they looked on Sunday Night Football. I mean, 40-0 loss to the Cowboys. You say, wow, won't happen again. Giants win easily and cover the spread. Jets at Cowboys. This was supposed to be the game that everyone wanted to watch at 4 o'clock. Instead, Aaron Rodgers' last three plays... And I won't be watching the Cowboys. Probably another 40 to nothing blowout. Cowboys will have so much momentum uh, going into week three because I would be shocked if the Jets can even keep it close with Zach Wilson. All right, you move over to the last of the four o'clock, or excuse me, the first of the primetime games. That's Sunday night football on NBC. Dolphins at the Patriots. That's a one-star game. I'll definitely be watching. I mean, Bill Belichick can't afford to go 0-2 again. The defense for the Patriots is fun to watch. They fly around the field. The Dolphins, maybe this should be a two-star game because the offense for the Dolphins looked like the best in the league. Uh, Tua through for 460 yards. Tyreek Hill had a couple touchdowns, also 200 yards receiving. Can the Pats stop them? I doubt it. I think Dolphins win and cover the spread. I'm going to give it a one-star game. Saints-Panthers is the first of the Monday night football games in which there are two of them. This will air on ESPN at 7.15. I do love how it is a early kickoff. They didn't go with the staggered set Monday night games like they've done in the past. You know, like they've had one game at 8 and one game at 10.30. 7.15, but that is a zero-star game for me. It's another snooze fest. No thanks. I'll take Carr and the Saints, uh, but I'm not interested in watching the Panthers on Monday Night Football. Browns at Steelers. 8-15, also Monday Night Football on ABC. Look, I'm going to give this a one-star game. That's a good rivalry. Browns-Steelers. The Browns looked very good against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Steelers looked awful, but you know the Steelers. They never finished their season below 500. so I think they get back to 500 with a Monday Night Football win against the Cleveland Browns. That should be an entertaining game. So... I've only given out one three-star game. Chiefs at Jags. Seahawks at Lions is a two-star game. Uh, Vikings-Eagles Thursday night, a two-star game as well. And then there are a bunch of stinkers week two. If we missed anything, you can chime in. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105 1 FM, your home for high school football. Woohoo! Soon as the squirrels' game season ends, all high school football games will air on 910 The Fan, now at 105 1 FM with Coach. Criswell and Gary Hess and joining me right now as he does every Wednesday at 215
3: it's the czar Gary Hess what's happening my man how are you you know it's funny we've got uh, we've got week zero one and two so some teams have played two games some have played three and we're starting to figure some things out you know what I'm saying yeah you also had Monday night football here in Richmond right yeah the Thursday night There were four games and none of them got played because there was lightning everywhere. And uh, you know, sometimes that you know when they call games because it rains, I kind of I kind of give them a hard time. But when there's lightning flying everywhere, get everybody out. That's that's a completely different thing. So, yeah, uh, one of those four games got made up on Saturday, two on Monday, and one is still in the ether. So we got a lot to get to. Let's get in the car and drive.
1: How are the roads looking?
2: Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia.
3: I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that.
2: Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. All
0: right, Gary, any changes in this week's CBS 6, 910 the fan coaches
3: poll? You know what's interesting is that Highland Springs lost Tamori down in the 757, the team that Highland Springs beat for the state title a year ago. Uh, first loss since the 21 playoffs. Uh, the Springers uh, kind of got behind, dug a hole, and couldn't get all the way out, fell 23 14. But Highland Springs, falling to an out of town power, remains number one in the poll. It's closer 13 first place votes to eight for Dinwiddie. But uh, Highland Springs won, Dinwiddie 2. Thomas Dale still undefeated. 2-0 coming off a of bye week. is third, Manchester is at fourth. Uh, Verina rounds out the top five with Trinity sitting in the sixth hole.
0: Would Highland Springs still be number one if they hadn't gone to Florida and defeated Miramar?
3: I think probably so because okay. the, it's about the fact your loss was to an out-of-town power. Dinwiddie's loss was to an out-of-town power. Trinity Episcopal's loss was to an out-of-town power. So, you know, now here's the interesting thing. So, Maury beat Highland Springs last week. Well, Maury this week is coming to Dinwiddie. Oh, wow. So, if Dinwiddie beats Maury... Then Then there will be a change in the top ten. Then (laughs) I think there's going to be a change at the number one spot. So, and and listen, uh, out of 22 votes that were cast last week... Howland Springs had 13 first place votes. Dinwiddie had eight. So the margin closed with the loss to Maury. So Dinwiddie's knocking on the door and has a chance, but they got their hands full with the Commodores uh, on Friday night. The rest of the top 10, by the way, Trinity is sixth. And then Douglas Freeman, Benedictine holds at number eight. Hopewell jumps from number 10 to number nine after an impressive win over Lake Taylor from the 757. LC Bird in at number 10. So the same 10 teams, uh, a flip-flop between uh, nine and 10. Uh, This week. So that's what you got. We're driving down Richmond highway
0: with the czar Gary Hess, the sports director at WRNL and the voice of high school football in Richmond for 30 years. And there was a record setting performance
3: with Huguenot scoring 75 points. Give me the details. So Huguenot, first of all, this was their first game. Huguenot, uh, the game was uh, postponed or canceled with TJ because of the threat And then last week, they were on a bye week. And then they were supposed to play Thursday night against Clover Hill, and it got pushed to Monday. So Monday, the Falcons finally step on the field and destroy Clover Hill 75-6, most points in school history by by a Huguenot team. And they've had some – I mean, and that broke the record of like 72. (laughs) So – and then Jason Wright, Manchester quarterback, Manchester transfer quarterback – Okay, I'm going to read these numbers. I want to read the whole stat line because this is amazing. 11 of 14, 266 yards, attempted 14 passes, completed 11, seven of them for touchdowns. Seven touchdown passes, most by a quarterback in the Richmond area ever. Uh, A bunch of people had thrown six, like 17, 18 times, uh, including uh, Tegan Logan, the quarterback at Trinity Episcopal, this past week. Uh, But seven touchdown passes. But for good measure, how about two more touchdowns on the ground? Six carries for 60 yards and two more touchdowns. So Jason Wright accounted for nine touchdowns in the Huguenot win over Clover Hill. Pretty good start to the Charles Scott era. Yes, Charles Scott uh, coming over from Life Christian uh, takes over the Huguenot program uh, and trying to uh, Reclaim the glory days under Coach Richard McPhee. Coach Mac, one of my all-time favorites. And, uh, you know, he led them to um, – they got to a state semifinal, a very legendary state semifinal in 1991, Huguenot did, where they played uh, Bethel, who uh, was led by some guy you may have heard of before, Allen Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> and so Bethel won that game uh, coming from behind in the second half. So yeah, Huguenot's off to a great start for Charles Scott. They're one and O and we'll see uh, how they progress from here. Once they get into the heart of the Dominion district schedule uh, and they kind of start, you know, playing uh, the other teams like Manchester and bird and, and, and some of those teams we'll see how they do. I don't think we know yet just how good Huguenot is, but I think it's going to be an interesting season uh, as Huguenot tries to move to, uh, past glory. Gary Hess here
0: with AWOD on the fan. You were telling me before this segment three surprising teams that are 3-0. and
3: Glenn Allen, 3-0 and for the first time in school history. Uh, beat Patrick Henry in our game of the week last week, 14-6. to They've done it with defense uh, and they, their defense is stellar uh, and, you know, really got the job done. Also 3-0 and Mills Godwin for um, first-year coach Earl Kinney. Uh, they have kind of you know, they haven't played the toughest schedule, and they've been in some close games. But you know what? You can't can't win them all. If you don't win the first three, uh, you play who's on your schedule. And they took care of Atley Saturday after a postponement Thursday, uh, twenty-one to ten, and then Armstrong City School three and o after a fifty-four nothing win over John Marshall. So wanted to give a shout out to those schools for all getting off to three and and0 starts. All right, what is the best game of the weekend? Well, you know, I think we can't travel to Dinwiddie this week. Maury Dinwiddie bears watching. Uh, and then and that's a Friday night game? That's a Friday night game. And then Manchester at Midlothian. We did this game last year, and it went to double overtime wow. and was decided on a two-point conversion attempt. And so it'll be – that was at Manchester. It's at Midlow this year. Midlow, we don't know how good the Trojans are yet. They're off to a 2-0 start. Manchester has the one loss to Highland Springs but looked really good doing it, has won two impressive games since then. So it's, it's going to be a fascinating matchup, and Midlow features one of the top uh, – Adam, you'll get a kick out of this. Midloth features one of the top student sections in the area. Oh, really? So the atmosphere at Midlothian is always a lot of fun. So, That's great, man. Yeah, so uh, we're looking forward to that. We'll be there. And we're going to be on WRVA this week, 96.1 FM only. So you know how 910 is 910 the fan, nine ten a.m., one oh five one FM. WRVA does the same thing, D- 1140 a.m., 96.1 FM, UVA will be on the 1140 AM, will be on the 96.1 FM. So. Also available on the Odyssey app. Not on the Odyssey oh, app. not on the Odyssey app, because that's will, how
0: I listened to you guys last we Friday. We will not
3: be able to be on the Odyssey app because the WRVA Odyssey app will be on the UVA game. Okay. So, so that UVA is, on
0: the app, get yep. in your car, turn on the radio, Turn on 96.1, point one, yeah,
3: catch us out or, you know, pull out a, you know, whatever, you know, one of those old school radios. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You, but we'll be there if you can find us. That's all I can tell you. So we're driving down Richmond Highway with
0: the czar, Gary Hess, talking high school football, and I always like to ask you, who would you like to spotlight this week?
3: Uh, you know, it's interesting because I was going to spotlight Jason Wright, but you took – you you took. Uh, I want to tell you who I'm going to spotlight. I'm going to spotlight Zadarian Mason, who is the uh, quarterback at Colonial Heights. Colonial Heights had a great year last year uh, after decades of struggling, and they're off to a 2-0 start. They beat Nottaway 40 to nothing last week. Seven of fourteen, 109 yards passing, two touchdowns, ten carries, 56 yards, two more touchdowns. Now I know Jason Wright scored nine, but two touchdowns in the air and two on the ground—that's still a pretty darn good game. And he is kind of carrying the load. Also, give a shout out to Metabrook, uh, the Metabrook, and my alma mater. So it's my—you know, this is my segment, right? So I can—you know, I yes, can tell my—I can tell my alma. <laughs> but listen to this. Listen to this. 2018 through 2022—that's five seasons. They won one game. Okay? I, you weren't telling people that's your alma mater back then. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, it just rem- I was talking about the state title we won in 2004. <laughs> um, uh, 2018 through 2022 won one game. Billy Rudd, for, who was on that state title team, has come back there as the head coach. And they're the monarch. So he's, he immediately said his goal is to restore the roar and has created some pride in that program. They uh, won their opener, lost to TJ, and then beat... J.R. Tucker, this past week, 19-14. So Meadowbrook is 2-1 and one on the season. So shout out to my alma mater, the Monarchs. So there you go. Gary, great stuff as always,
0: man. I appreciate it. Before I let you go, we both survived week one of the Odyssey Survivor Pool Woo-hoo! by picking the Ravens. Any thoughts about who you're going with this weekend?
3: You know, I haven't gotten that far yet because okay. I don't have to know yet. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. Well, there's a game tomorrow. It's a good one. Vikings-Eagles. Yeah, that will not be my survivor pick this week. (laughs) Both teams, you know, it's funny. That game's interesting because both teams did not perform at the level that was expected. Eagles got away with it. Minnesota did not. I know. I was so pissed because that was my upset pick of the week was the Patriots. And they had it. They had the game and they blew it on that final drive. Tom Brady was in the house. Everything was lined I up. I know.
0: Yeah. Well, they started down sixteen 0 That was the problem. Yeah. Then they brought Brady around at halftime, and they caught up within you know five minutes. Right.
3: <laughs> so you know it, it. You know I think Belichick. I think they're onto something there. They just kind of got to get it figured out. I think the Patriots are going to be a tough out.
0: This yeah. Year. The defense was flying around the field. Offense not so great. Gary, right. good stuff, man. Always be well, my man. You're listening to AWD Radio on the Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio.